Hello, hello, hello. This is Kelly. I'm Danielle. I'm Keely. And welcome to Aguda Murder Podcast, where you'll hear about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. All right, all right, all right. This is Aguda Murder Podcast, where we talk about sharp kills and cheesy thrills. This is Kelly, and I'm joined here, of course, with my Gouda gals, my Swiss misses, mm-hmm. my ladies of melting goodness, mm-hmm. Danielle and Keely. Hey. Hey, hey hello. All right, you guys. Well, we're back at my chateau, back at my house, mm-hmm. as it is. It's sweltering hot outside today. Yeah, that's very who wants warm to? It's day. not it's outside. It's a very recording weather. It is not. It, well, it's Midwest, so we've been outside, as you know. You know, hashtag Paley lane status uh yard work, <laughs> yard work status you know getting all that fills and thrills of mid midwest life but today we're inside um we previously have been to my house before already and uh i got the doggos doggos in another room so hopefully they won't be clacking yeah they're chilling chilling like villains stop calling your dogs villain. out for you walking around with your long toenails i just, I just have to blame somebody i can't <laughs> oh, dexter dexter and eli they're just they just need they just they need some sort of blame. They're, they're just the two goats. They're my yeah, there goats. we go. It's the dogs. It was. It was everything. Is just. Oh my, The dogs did that. Oh dang. Crashed my car. The yeah, dogs. The dogs. Damn. Why is dogs. it smelling here? The dogs. Why is there water all over the floor? The dogs. I don't know. Perfect. You know. Oh, pulling Amber Heard. The dog shit in the bed. Yeah. There you go. Oh, oh no. Ouch. Ouch. That was. Ouch. Poor Johnny. Damn. Yeah. <sighs> he, you know he won. He won after all. So. Won. Yeah. Go Johnny. Go. Poor Johnny, but go Johnny. Anyway, uh, we are back in my house again today to ironically talk about another another California case. California. 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 We need to get better at like state like uh, songs like their little sweet home Living Alabama. Living up in the hotel, California. Yeah, I know. Like that's the only one I can think of. Uh, <laughs> but really you know, it. maybe we should get better on that. Yeah. Circle back on the next stage. On top so of I... research for the crimes and the, and the cheese. <laughs> I need to find everything songs. else. Yes, Where's Beverly exactly. Hills at? Beverly Hills, yeah. California. Yeah, that's that song. Beverly Hills. That's where I want oh. to be. Yes. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I was in a band, not in choir. So uh, okay, that's okay. I played, I played the horns. Trombone. I played the flute. That was really cute. Skin flute. Uh, no, wow. just the regular flute. Just the regular flute. No, <laughs> one time at band camp. Just one time at band camp. Yeah. I love that. I went to band camp. I did. <laughs> I went to church camp. It was really super cute. I, went, I was like, I was a kid. Stop camp it. For a church camp. Oh my goodness. Oh, Look at this. Love I need a girl that reads her Bible. Oh man. I didn't actually. I went to church camp. Never once read out of the Bible. <laughs> good for you. That's how church camp went. Some time. I mean, I love church camp. It was a really good rocking. It was a really positive vibe. It wasn't more or less, mm. you know. Obviously, there was a little religion Sinners! involved, but uh, it was mostly just like be a be a nice person, be a good person to other mm. people, and then just some slight indoctrination here and there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah no big stories, no but you can't. Like, I don't know about that, but overall, <laughs> overall, on the whole, on the whole, it was a good experience. I liked it. Whatever. I have a lot of religious trauma, so we okay. we'll let yeah. you guys talk about that. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to. We don't want to deter Christians from listening. No, no, we're we we are open for everybody. It just you know, everybody has their own experiences, so we. We can, we can embrace that. that, acknowledge that to yes. both sides. Always want to play devil's advocate. There's a, there's two sides of a coin. Absolutely. There's, there's two experiences mm-hmm. to any any action. So yeah. yeah. Any hoozles. Uh, we're back in California, back in my casa, 
back tiptoeing in and blaming the dogs on everything. And <laughs> we are revisiting again Monterey Jack because I don't feel that we really dove deep into too much of its history. So we're going to do that today as well as with some, you know, as we do best, some crime and murder. The best, the best around. Yes. No one's going to get me down besides crime and murder. <laughs> You know, Ouch. It's a nice slap and good time here. It guys. is a slap in time. And with that said, I'm just going to let Danielle take over her spiel and let's just let's listen to some craziness. Well, hello, my lovely ladies. Oh, wow, hello. 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 It's your girl, Daniel. Daniel, Daniel, Daniel. Daniel, whatever you want to call yeah. me. Um, today, I thought I was going to just take a step back from all the blood and gore of my last case. If you yeah, listen to that. You've been diving some deep ones. Some yeah. pretty brutal ones. Yeah, lately. I needed to take a step back. I mean, I'm back. not complaining. Yeah, I needed a little <laughs> mental break from Ed. Uh, or sorry, I don't know if we played that one yet. But from my last one. So, Ed. I am going to... what's your name? Yeah. Yeah. One of our previous cases. Uh, side note, we do not record in consecutive order. So, if you've heard previous episodes, we could have easily recorded that yesterday or Correct. a few weeks ago. Or have we even recorded it? Honestly. Oh, you don't even know. You don't even know. We're so five we're years kinda, into the future right now. The way, I think it's a good thing to note that the way that we record currently is... As of right now, in every other week basis, yep. where we record mm-hmm. two episodes per evening. Yeah. Okay. So that might that might track with some of the things. Um, it might not track with other things, but uh, just kind of give give you the listener a little sneak peek in behind our schedule. As of right now, that's kind of how it's been going. It's been going well for us to mm-hmm. get two mm-hmm. episodes in an evening, and then post intermittently in and out of order. So yeah, we're right. really glad that you're still here. And anyway, back to Danielle. Yeah, you'll have to you'll have Literally. to listen to see. Make sure you listen to all Cotton, of that, so. continuity errors. I don't know. Yeah, we'll um, see. Try not to talk about too many things yeah. out of order. Yeah. Uh, but you know, can't promise anything. Yeah. Yeah. New cod podcast babies. Codcast babies. Codcast babies. Words are hard. Yeah, words are hard. Well, well, this week I'm gonna stay away from blood and gore. I'm gonna bring you kind of a paranormal mystery. Ooh, okay. I love paranormal. So when you're thinking of like haunted houses, haunted hotels, anything paranormal in California, what do you think of? Like the Cecil Hotel. Yeah, Cecil. Cecil's a good one. Like, I mean, that's because it's, you know, probably the most infamous. Yeah, it's it's infamous. It's very well known for its dirty, dirty horrors. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. It's definitely for me, too, is the ominous Cecil, which it actually took everything in me to not cover it for this yeah. uh episode but i feel like it's been covered a lot yeah. um a lot of people kn- there's an um for me there's my first one oh, um, um the there's another it. one so i just wanted to talk about more of like an unknown okay and like I a like subtle that. haunting something that a lot of people probably don't know about okay i like that yeah most haunted hotels as you know they're kind of proud of housing both like the living and the dead they'll mm-hmm. boast about it on their website they'll advertise we're haunted you know, come yeah. now correct yes. yeah like what come visit us come experience our you know paranormal activity here in the hotel it's just like the air conditioner is on too high <laughs> yeah, yeah. was that creaking it's just the fucking old floorboards <laughs> <laughs> Well, that is not the case of the star of our show today. Okay. We are going to talk about the Padre Hotel in Bakersfield, California. Bakersfield. Okay. Have you guys heard of the Potter, of the uh, Padre Hotel? Padre. No. Padre. No. Mm-mm. No, I can't say that I have. I'm interested. I'm uh, very. Yeah. I had not heard about it. it. I had not heard about it until I started research, actually, because I wanted to 
First one that popped up, obviously, is the Cecil. So yeah, right. kind of dug down. Um, there's We're back, like, behind the Cecil. Yes, Cecil, exactly. we get you. Okay, let's push past the Cecil, see what yeah. else we got. There's actually not a lot of information on the hauntings at the Padre, mm. but I did a bunch of research, and I'm going to give you guys as much of a deep dive into everything I could find out. Okay. okay. As always, sources are going to be listed in our source notes. Mm-hmm. Um, so first place... First place I started was the Padre Hotel's website. Just kind of trying to check it out. So for it home. Is. Yes. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it is listed as a sophisticated and unique boutique hotel. Boutique hotel. First thing you're meted with when you go to like their About Me page, it says, quote, Bakersfield's best hotel, the Padre Hotel, first opened its doors in 1928 and is today Bakersfield's only four diamond hotel. After being closed for several years, the historical hotel underwent a transformation to become a sophisticated boutique hotel with restaurants, nightlife, wedding venues, and conference facilities. After a long day out in the oil fields, working on the farm, or just exploring Baker's Fields, come unwind in our luxurious guest rooms, host your private event, or enjoy one of Padre Hotel's five unique dining options. End quote. Sounds pretty fancy. It does mm-hmm. sound me. I've never heard the term four diamond hotel. Maybe. I know. I love. What does that mean? So I, I just googled it. As yeah. You were, as you were yeah. Talking. I think it's probably like a star system. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So I said, according to Google, mm, hey Google. Google, what does a four diamond rating signify when a hotel receives three or triple A's, four diamond rating? Okay. So it's a triple A. It's a triple okay. A's rating. Four point oh GPA here. Yeah. Right. Indicates okay. that the hotel has upscale style Ooh. and amenities okay. enhanced with a rich touch of service. Oh, okay. That's a, that's a direct quote from Google. What does a four diamond hotel mean? Okay, well, there you so go. Now that I know. I love so it is Bakersfield only four diamond hotel. Only. Okay. So, okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Fancy, fancy. They're not your typical run of the mill right. hotels. They're nicer. They're Motel 6 here. No. Yeah. Okay. This is almost, yeah. this is ritzy. Yeah. Ritzy we'll leave the light on. Yeah, we'll exactly. leave the light on. <laughs> So it is located at 1702 18th Street in Bakersfield, California. The outside looks very similar to the Cecil. It's like a tall building with like the red light sign on the mm-hmm. top that says mm-hmm. Padre Hotel. I love Hotel. neon signs. I don't yeah. care how ch- tacky or trashy mm-hmm. they look. Tracky. It's vintage. It is. I like it. I, I have just nostalgic. I love, yes. I love that aesthetic, I do. Mm-hmm. some would say. Okay. I do too. Okay. Uh, the interior, though, it's very reminiscent of, like, the lodge from The Shining. Oh, again, I love... Is. Yeah, and if you go to their website, you can actually kind of see, like, their front lobby and stuff, and, like, okay. a picture of the outer, Ooh. outside of it. Ooh, I do like yes. that. The Pompeii yes. Hotel and the big red neon letters above, like, that they're, like, it's, like, mm-hmm. it's, like, what do you call it? It's almost like a billboard. Yes. yes. On top yep. of the thing. On top of the building. The design is that of, like, a Spanish colonial revival structure. Mm. Okay. So, okay, I yeah. see that. I yeah. see that. It's really fancy. It is. Yes. Um, the hotel, it's located downtown. It's right by the Fox Theater, which is a huge tourist attraction. It's, like, a couple blocks from it, like, walking distance. Okay. okay. The... Website totes uh, fresh design schemes, high-end amenities, and luxe furnishings. It's got, like, the perfect balance between style and substance. Okay. They, like have, that they have a spa. Style, like the substance. Yes. Yes. They have a spa. They're pet-friendly with a deposit. <gasps> they have pictures of all their ding, rooms. Ding, ding. Pet-friendly. Hello. It's, it's very beautiful. I think me and the boys need to take a Honestly. trip. Honestly. Dexter, Eli, come on. Hop <laughs> on a road trip. We're going ghosting. <laughs> There are four room types. They have the 40 Winks, the Double Deuce, the Maverick, and the Corner Pocket. 
and then there are three distinctive suite categories mm, on top of that. Dang, they have the, yeah, they have the head honcho, which I read a lot of reviews on. That's probably the most popular. Okay. okay. They also have the farmer's daughter and the oil baron suites. The farmer's daughter. Yeah. Can I see uh, that one? I know, right? <laughs> the rates. So it, they usually start about two hundred dollars for like a regular room, and then four hundred plus for like their suites. Oh my god! Yeah, pretty know. pretty high price. Okay, that's okay. that's that's too much for yeah. my for my cheap ass yeah. Midwest life. I was just gonna say, I'm okay. like, I, I think it's like a pretty decent price in that area, though. It's Probably. California. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Versus like here, you can get a hotel for like, and it's a four diamond hotel, so you're gonna. You're I don't even think we have a four. Di- we probably have a one diamond hotel, maybe. <laughs> one diamond hotel in the Quad Cities. <laughs> So if you look at the reviews, they all really have, like, one thing in common. They all talk about how comfortable the beds are. Like, they rave about the comfortability of these beds. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, that's a good thing. If you're going to get some rest, you're Mm -hmm. going to get some good rest at the the Padre. They also, the reviews, talk about how good the food is. And there are Mm -hmm. three main establishments that are located in the hotel. Mm -hmm. They have the Prairie Fire, which sounds the coolest, but it's closed for the summer, which is weird. They have a rooftop patio, craft cocktails, tasty brews, and live music. I love a patio with craft uh, same. cocktails. Same, and it's craft like a roof. Cocktails. Rooftop patio. The fire. roof, the roof, the roof is on fire. Oh, let's not joke about that with the hotel. <laughs> oh, no. no. Yeah. They also <laughs> have... Uh, yeah. Hmm. How did I know? I know. They have the brimstone, which is basically gourmet country food, and they're open seven days a week. And then they have the pharmacy cafe. What? F A R M Pharmacy. They they claim to brew the highest octane in town. They serve coffee and breakfast. They're open daily and they also have grab and go sandwiches, salads, pastries, and coffees. So everybody raves about how good these uh, dining establishments are, how good the food is. Okay. And I mean if you look at these pictures, it's absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. Right. If I were to ever be visiting Bakersfield, I would probably check out the Padre, especially because it's centrally located downtown. Okay. TripAdvisor actually ranks at number one. Number of one course. hotel in, in Bakersfield. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, again, no mention on their website of hauntings. No mention of any paranormal activity. We'll just skip nothing. over that part. There's literally that's nothing. Not their, that's not a selling yeah. point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like some places will use that as a selling point. They right. are not. No. Okay. They okay. do not mention it whatsoever. So I don't think that they hide it, but they don't mention it. They don't. They don't advertise yeah. it. They yeah. They want the the haunting and the thrill seekers right. of the haunt life to no. come by. To, no, please no. don't. No. So okay. I thought maybe if I look into like the city of Bakersfield and the history there, maybe you can find out what's going on. Like, is there really a haunting? So, city of Bakersfield. If you don't know, it's a southern city. It's located two hours north of L.A. on the Kern River, and uh, it's next to the Sequoia National Forest. The weather conditions are. Basically, a severe drought, as is all of California. Mm-hmm. It receives about seven inches of rainfall annually versus the U.S. national average of 38 inches. Holy so cow. it's very dry. Very dry. A dry heat. Yeah. Hottest month is July. Temperatures reach about 99 degrees plus. Coldest month, though, is December. Usually high about 58. Lows of <laughs> wow. 40. Yeah, low of That's 41. That's so cold. About zero and zero inches of average snowfall. Yeah, they don't get any snow out there. Yeah, no snow. So you're saying we should go there in the winter. Yes. And it'll be like our spring. Yeah, exactly. I could deal with that year-round. Yeah, 100%. We'll just travel the United States for that spring weather year-round. 
Absolutely. But skip all, the snow. All the, all the <laughs> spring and fall weather. I do that. Yeah. I yep. want the heat. And I mean, I don't hate the winter, but I... I don't like the snow. I hate it. It's, it's equal, equal parts summer and winter. I'm like, eh, I could just, no, I'd rather not. But you know, right. it's just me. That's me. Yeah. I don't like the frigid polar vortex. So. Mm-hmm. I love wearing all the layers. Yeah. I love winter because like the snow is so deafening and like mm-hmm. obviously you know we're, we're at my house so it gets I don't live anywhere residential per se like it's yeah. kind of like, like out, out in the middle of nowhere yeah. out in the middle of nowhere and then the <laughs> cornfields and just like open open shared yeah. yard with snowed my neighbors in. but like yeah I, there's it's easily could I I know for sure I've gotten snowed in yeah. a couple times mm-hmm. just in little little bits of snow out here because nobody gets plowed out I yeah. hate the snow I just hate it I hate, I hate driving in the snow yeah but, I, I mean, again, Midwest life, you get all four yes. seasons. I At love least it. we're good That's, drivers, right? Yeah, yeah. I know how to fucking handle my car. Yeah. Well, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, back to Bakersfield. So gotcha, it Bakersfield. was where they get no snow. No they, snow. Must be nice. Yeah, I know. I so the city like. was founded in 1869 by Thomas Baker. Mm-hmm. Bakersfield. Uh, Connection. Yeah, it became an agricultural trade center for the mines of the Sierra Nevada mountains in the 1870s. So they started mining, started, you know, trade and agricultural stuff. Right. And then in 1874, the city welcomed the Southern Pacific Railroad. And then in 1898, the Santa Fe Railroad came, which was huge back then, like right. the development of all that. If your city got a railroad, it was on the map. Yeah, it was yeah. huge industrial, like that was main train. Not only in this, blah, blah, blah. not only transportation for more patrons to come to the state and like right. more popularization, but like goods and stuff. Yeah, goods, goods, like more yeah. import, export of yeah. just product. Yep. Yeah. It was, the region became very important um, with the railroads for the production of grain, alfalfa, livestock, all that stuff. So they were importing, exporting, doing all that good stuff. Love it. In 1899, they discovered the Kern River oil fields, which brought in a large scale petroleum industry, which was centered in Bakersfield. So petroleum is oil, essentially. Yes. They did have a minor setback in 1889 after their business section of the city was destroyed by a fire. And then again in 1952, an an earthquake caused major damage to the city, to various parts of it. See, again, thing. No, I don't want to coast earthquakes. Yeah. Midwest, you don't get earthquakes. You get tornadoes, but no earthquakes. You get get tornadoes, but no, you know, like... uh, You get a tornado warning and you go sit on your porch, you know? Yeah, I'm like, yes. Let's see how the sky looks. (laughs) So beautiful. I love it. I love how the sky just turns, like, this neon green color. Nice. That is a nail You smell that? It's green. You smell that? Yes. Yep, smells like it's gonna rain. That's totally a thing. Yeah, that's my favorite thing to hear from my family. How Midwest are you? You smell that? I'm like, what? My left, my left the knee moisture. hurts. It's going to rain. It's going to yeah. rain. They're like, it smells like rain. Yeah. Um, or like the fresh cut, fresh cut grass. Oh, I love that. Like. Like, I think Midwest. If people people will totally dump on it, but I love it. I love living in the Midwest. I don't care who you are. I mean, granted, the coasts, the mountains, southern states, northern states. I mean, you all got your pluses. But this lump sum that we are in the middle of, it's just so great. It's just so great. I think that's the cheese head in you talking. I think, I don't know. Let's go to the life. I don't know. What what do you think, like, the capital, like, Midwest capital would be? Like, Midwest, I don't know. Like, Iowa's pretty Midwest, you guys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're right smack dab. It's like Missouri. 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 Missouri kind of like, I mean, technically it is Midwest, but it's like the cusp. The cusp of Midwest and Southern. Southern life. Yep. I say like Iowa, Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. That's Midwest. Yeah, are you throwing I like the terms in there? 
Am I? Yeah, you said the cusp. The cusp. Oh, oh is yeah. The buckle the, crust? Crust? Is the buckle. Yeah, I said the, the lingual cusp. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dental ah, life. Ah, 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 Mixing ah, podcast ah, life with work ah, life. It's me and Keely. Dental lives for life. Oh, All right, so sorry. sorry. I keep interrupting you. Oh, okay. Like, so so excited. So after they had these minor setbacks with the fire and the earthquake, uh, the city did experience some steady growth throughout the 20th century. They had their expanding oil industries. They raised livestock. They also mechanized the farming of potatoes, grapes, alfalfa, cotton, and grain. Their nearby vineyards produced about 10% of the wine made in California. So wine... They had diversified industries. They started manufacturing steel products, textiles, bedding materials, and electronic parts. So, in all essence, the city was thriving, and it continues to thrive today. Okay. Bakersfield is often referred to Nashville West, and it's even been compared to Midwest Living. Hey, oh, Midwest Living. Some more foreshadowing I there. Love you didn't it. even know. It's renowned for its many contributions to country music, and it's home to a few of the country artists like Merle Haggard and Buck Owens. I love Merle Haggard. Okay, I was going to say, I am not a huge country music fan, and I had not heard of them, so I was oh, hoping one of you did. Oh, see, that's a Midwest thing. Yeah. Like Mer- Merle. Merle. Merle Haggard. I love that name, too. I wanted to name my dog that. Merle. My neighbor's name was that. So mm-hmm. my softball coach's name when I was in high school it was Merle. Merle. Love Merle. Merle. We're going to crack open a cold one. Hold on, folks. Cold it's not. It's a cold one. It's a cold energy drink. So we're sorry. We're getting some yawns in here. So we're just gonna like we're lighting it up. It's not a boring episode. I'm mm-hmm. just. Thanks, Keely. Yeah, I worked really rude. hard on this. Okay, listen to this. I bought I bought an energy drink when I was on my way to pick you up, and I <laughs> left it on my porch. Party foul. It's See? yeah. It's sitting on my front steps right now. That's Guarantee terrible. it. I think I I'm and I'm so. always the one that's forgetting something. Oh, I forgot the wine one night. I you, forgot you know my what? water bottle the next night. Yeah, you did. And now mm-hmm. we're at my house. My turn. It's my house. I didn't forget shit. forget shit. And now we got we got this energy energy this fuel <sighs> this this blue raz fuel. It's there you go. So good. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, I'm so sorry. Continue. This no, that's okay. life. I love it. So it's home to uh, artists like Merle Haggard and Buck Owens. It's mm-hmm. known as the country music capital of the West Coast. Okay. Bakersfield is. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Yep. They have a couple couple higher education options like Bakersfield Community College, which was established in 1913, and the California State University, 1965. Okay. 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 Nowadays, Bakersfield is home to about 378,000 residents as of 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. The con- or the county, Kern County, has an unemployment rate of 10.8 percent. Of what? Of 10.8 of unemployment. Okay. Ooh. Yep. That's high. Bakersfield ah. is home to several top employers, like Allied Universal, Grimway Farms, the school district, Webster Bank, Era Energy. They have an Amazon fulfillment center, etc. Amazon. Yep. The annual salary for somebody living in Bakersfield is around seventy thousand dollars, but about yeah eighteen point five percent of those are at or below poverty level. So they do have a high rate of of low income people. Wow. The housing expenses are eleven percent less expensive than Mm -hmm. the national average, whereas the utility prices (laughs) are thirty six percent more. Uh, and grocery prices are 11% more than the national average. So, so the utilities, that's like the water included, so I understand why that's, water why gas, that's so expensive. Right, because that's drought. So you're, not, you're not getting that natural. Correct. People have sprinkler systems. Right. Like, you know, you know, they, they have, keep their they fake have like curfews on that. Right, right. Yep, there's, yep. there's like sprinkler mandates, so yep. I'm told. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I learned Absolutely. about Californians. California. Just get like a rock bed yeah. front yard. Like I saw that so much like visiting in Arizona, which yeah. obviously is not California, but they also, I've seen that. I've seen it's that a also, couple times too. It's also very dry there. It's similar, yeah. similar, 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 you know, conditions. Have you seen weather? the clover yard? There's a lady on TikTok <gasps> yes. that's doing that. Oh my gosh. Yes, I where you just like plant like little baby clovers yep. and, and you don't just, have to you don't have to do anything because mm-hmm. it just they just grow a certain like crazy. They grow like yes. crazy and it doesn't really like get tall. Like you don't see like mm-hmm. I mean you can mow it but then it's just like soft squishy clover. Yeah, exactly. Cloverfield. Cloverfield. That's where beautiful. I would like that. Easy. Yeah. (laughs) So, Bakersfield, due to its founding in the oil industry, pollution is definitely a problem. And if you have asthma or chronic lung problems, visit at your own risk. Yeah, asthma is probably one of those slow, I was like, one of those slow killers. No, (laughs) one of those things that, you know, people like me are like, I have asthma. My lungs can't breathe. It's humid. Yeah. I have asthma. Yeah. <laughs> just like breathing in general, just no, kind of sucks sometimes. Work for you. <laughs> yeah. Bakersfield is ranked number one for annual particle pollution, number two for twenty-four hour particle pollution, and number three for high ozone days out of hundreds of other oh, metro- metropolitan cities, essentially. The oil industry is booming, though. Kern County produces 66% of all oil in the state of California and 10% of the oil supply in the United States. Okay. Kern County oil field is 10,750 acres. It is the largest in California and the third largest in the United States. Wow. The prosperous oil industry employs about 15,000 residents, which is great for the economy, but horrific for the environment. Right, right, right. You're like, you're, you're employing all these people, right. but you're fucking... You're killing your environment at the same time. messing it all up. Because of money. Yeah. Uh, part money, of the reason money. that... Money! money. Yeah. <laughs> love so it, love it. part of the reason that pollution is so bad here in, in Bakersfield is because the city has like a bowl-like topographical shape. Yeah, yeah, it, um, it easily traps the pollution, so it's unable to like spread out and that disperse. Smog, wow, yeah, smog just sits. Yep, yep. Yeah. So if you do plan to visit, it's noted that you should not walk alone at night, and you need to stay in well-lit, populated areas oh. due to the high crime rate. Dang. Oh wow! It is ranked the number two most dangerous metropolitan area in the country to be a pedestrian. To be a pedestrian. Crime is 54% higher than the national average, <laughs> and the violent crime rate is one to every 21 residents. Which yeah, Dexter is, is not having any of that. Dexter's like, what the fuck, Bakersfield? Yeah. Like, no, none <laughs> of that. Just when you thought you were going to go visit that hotel? Yeah. <laughs> Psych. But if no, if this doesn't deter you, Bakersfield is known as a hidden gem um, and a gateway to the you good outdoors. Here's some Jeez. of the most popular places to visit and things to do. Okay. They have the Hart Memorial Park, which is at the foothills of the Sierra Nevada Mountains, like just beautiful. Okay. They have the Buck, you know, like hiking and yes. stuff like that. Yeah, okay. outdoorsy stuff. Wow. They have the Buck Owens Crystal Palace, which is probably the most popular tourist attraction. When you say Buck Owens Crystal Palace. Ooh. I'm like Crystal. Hey, Buck Owens. It's got a museum, music venue, restaurant, all that good stuff. Touristy attractions. Okay. They have the Fox Theater, which is right next to the Padre. Mm-hmm. It's a live music venue known for its acoustics and how. Uh, Acoustics, sorry. Acoustics. Acoustics. It's cute. It's known for its acoustics. I almost just did it again. And how beautiful it is. So I think it's similar to like some of the music venues we have here. Okay. Mm -hmm. With like the big bowl thingy. Yeah. 
Like the Red Rocks. Yep. I mean, it's yes. not around here, but yes. like, it's, it's a thing. Rocks. It's a thing. They have the Kern River Parkway Trail, which is a trail that stretches 20 miles down the banks of the Kern River that you can walk up and down. And they have the California Living Museum, which is, it's got wildlife, plants, flowers in the natural habitats, right. a lake for fishing, zoo, all that so good it's stuff. It's a very popping area. It's popping. Poppin', I like it. I like yeah. the, you know, just the overall, seems yeah. like a cool place to be. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Especially if you want to get robbed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> or if you want to die from an ass like attack. Just but, right? I probably but. wouldn't want to visit, but it sounds great for sounds somebody <laughs> of not, like, live asthma, and I don't want to, you know. Yeah. You, uh, when, when you vacation, or per, when I vacation, I usually am not solo. Yeah. But right. also the smog, you know, the the dry heat. Oh, I, good. Again, we just went over. I love the Midwest because you get all four seasons. California, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm-mm. Period. <laughs> and if there's it's a lot. Of, it's there's hot. There's a lot of people. <clears throat> like granted, yeah. there's a lot of there's like a lot of high populated, you know, cities in the Midwest. You know, right. like Chicago, uh, duh. Mm-hmm. Quad cities, pretty high populated area. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. It's, it sounds like a really cool place. Cool yeah. place to visit. Maybe not yeah. for me, but anybody listening, <laughs> could hey-o. be. Could be as long as you check it know. out. Check it out. Yeah. Tell us about it. Yeah. So like overall. History doesn't really point to anything leading to why the Padre is so mysterious, why yeah, it's haunted. It, sounds, it seems pretty yeah. normal, like, yeah. you know, a normal, high-populated area. Normal, normal city that experienced an oil rush, and it's thriving. So, next, I thought we should talk about the Padre Hotel's history, but before we get into it, I think we need to take a cheese break. Cheese break! Cheese break. Cheese break. Some cheese facts coming at you. Yes! All right, all right, all right. So, now it's down back to our cheese facts, our Monterey Jack, our Jack facts. It is actually going to be some Jack facts. Like, as you don't know Jack, Jack, just a little foreshadowing, is not really a great dude. Monterey Jack, the fact is Monterey Jack is not a really great story, but we're going to go into that. We're going to go into it. Who the hell is Jack? We'll find out. Jack, Jack's kind of a sketch dude, so... Uh, just like me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like me. Yeah, Keely, you're so sketch. You're like so sketch. Oh my goodness. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. So Monterey Jack is in its earliest earliest forms was made, and I say quote unquote made in the 18th century from Spanish Francis uh, Franciscan friars or monks of okay. Monterey, Alta, California. Ooh. Okay. So we're going deep down, deep. Deep historian diving is what we're, we're doing. about to dive in. <laughs> okay, and so in 1769, Spanish Franciscan Father Juniper Serra founded the first Californian Catholic mission. So they're missionaries. Okay. To that is now that is created now like present day San Diego. Okay. That's where he started. Okay. It went so great in this mission. That a year later, the mission went to Monterey, Monterey Bay. So Monterey, Monterey Bay, Monterey Bay, Monterey Bay in the region. Okay, so these missionaries not only brought with them their knowledge and their love for their own religion, but they also brought with them their food and their cattle. Because of course, you're you're traveling. You're not you're not just a pack a bag, and we'll just see what we find. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, back then, it was the 1700s, 18th century. You were bringing with you not only your food, your supplies, but also your cattle that you plan to eat. You know, right. You're you're raising, you're keeping this cattle alive because as you continue forward, you're going to need it eventually for yeah. your missionaries, for the people that you're 
missionary. I don't know who the people are that you, you know, when you're right. a missionary, but you get it. Um, so cattle, not only for the meat, but also for the milk. Okay. Oh, yeah. Which milk then turns into this delicious soft white cheese that they call Casablanco Payas. Ooh. Which oh is gosh. the beginnings of the Monterey Jack. Okay. Mm. Decades since the Spanish and, <clears throat> excuse me, so it's been decades since the Spanish and Mexican rule of California. Uh, there turns over a control change. So United States uh, eventually going to quote unquote war with Mexico, uh, resulting in the U.S. acquiring California. Mm, okay. All right. So this is 1846. So obviously, uh, it's been a moment since the initial 1769 when the monks are pres- presently current in, you know, residing in California. Right. Few decades later, 1846, United States acquires you uh, acquires California as one of its United States. Nice. Once California is established, a new state as a new state, Americans pour in. It's the gold rush. It's a new state. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness! There's a new opportunity. There's new land to be held. There's new, new everything. And so people just file in for gold, for land, for power, for fortune. Yeah. Um, during this time, although the U.S. has promised, they promised to uphold the Mexicans' rancho-style system, federal gro- the federal government, of course, which is our federal government, um, does what they usually do. I hate to say it. Not always, but uh, they find loopholes. Mm-hmm. And even though they promise to withhold Mexico's you know, way of living, it's like, oh, we'll take over, don't worry, nothing's going to change. Things start changing. Uh, okay. Of course. And ways in which things <laughs> are changing are the Mexicans' farming style. They're resulting in many losses of farmers' land. Mm-hmm. And one of which is in, I could, you know, known for is this farmer, David Jack. Ah. Not David Jack. David Jack. Jack. We're diving in. We're diving in. So this gentleman named David Jack, David Jack, uh, arrived in California after leaving New York in about 1848. Okay. So he found out, of course, California is now a United States. He, as with many others, rushed to this new state to make a name for himself, make a new history for himself, make, just make something, you right. know, New yeah. York wasn't, wasn't, it, wasn't doing it for him, mm-hmm. so he decided, like, hey, California, let's do it, let's move. so he goes to California, uh, as soon as he gets to California, he is in, of course, establishes himself in Monterey Bay, okay. and this is around, uh, about 19, or excuse me, 1857, so he showed up in California, couple years after California has become again the United States, 1848, and by the time of 57, he's landed himself in Monterey Bay. Wow. Okay? Okay. When he left New York and when he first established himself in California, he's like, you know what? I'm going to buy all these guns. I'm going to buy all these guns, these revolvers. You say he was from New York and went to California? Yeah. Yeah, just like wow, wow. It's very, very. Again, what is this? We, the last time we were talking about California, um, Hillside Stranglers. Yes. Uh, yes. What? Both came from both New brothers. York, yes, or cousins. Went came to from... California. I think there's a there's a a, a dirty, a dirty. There's know, a calling. To there's California. a calling. There's yes. a calling. Okay. Well, shady. And New so Yorkers. this guy Jack, David Jack, he is saying, okay, what's the easiest way I can make money with what I have? 
I have all these revolvers. I'm gonna buy and essentially distribute guns and revolvers to these gold rushing people, mm. uh, law abiding and not. What better uh, way? So I'm gonna uh, make money, money no matter how I have Doesn't to make matter. money. Yep. I'm gonna matter. sell guns to people I think are gonna use them for protection and maybe people who and might crime. use them against people. For protection. protection. Yes. Uh, and that's really kind of how he starts his his way of way of making means, way of making money. Uh, later on, he eventually befriends this attorney, this uh, gentleman named Delros R. Ashley, who was and again was an attorney hired by Monterey to legitimize legitimize their land. So of course, you know these Mexican landowners, these previous you know Californian owners. Now that the U.S. is like, okay, California is a state, yeah. we're going to change up these these systems. What mm-hmm. we can constitute as your land versus our land. So the town of Monterey hires this attorney, this Mr. Ashley man, to basically kind of help them with their claims to the U.S. Land Claims Commission. Okay. Essentially, okay, so all this, all the federal government's trying to make their loopholes, trying to like, oh, well, this land is not your land. Mm-hmm. Uh, we promised it was going to be your land, but actually, I don't think it should be. And, yeah, exactly. From and so, California. From California. To New York Island. Wow! <laughs> Look at all of this stuff. I mean, it's crazy. Crazy history facts. You didn't know this. We're getting to the cheese facts, but this is some history going on right now. And so these two gentlemen... Become friendly, become acquainted with each other. Buddy old pals. And this gentleman's attorney, Mr. Ashley, uh, is essentially helping, you know, these people, these lovely people of Monterey Bay, trying to figure out, no, keeping their land, keeping their rights as ranch holders, as dairies, and, you know, just, like, make sure that they keep what they had prior to the U.S. taking over. Okay. Okay. No, Lucky no, for no, them, for much, Mr. Know? Ashley, he wins. Two years later, after taking on their case, he wins. He's like, okay, you've won your, you've won your rights to this land, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, for my work, I'm going to charge you a thousand dollars, which doesn't sound like a lot well, now. That's a ton, but that is a ton of money back then. So he's like, oh well, you know, my payment request. Now that I've done <clears> all this work for you, I've gotten your land back. Uh, my fee is a thousand dollars, and of course. The town could not pay. What, They're yeah. like, well, wait, what, wait, 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 wait yeah. we can't afford that. Like, what are you talking about? There's no way. That's what I make and in a year. What do you, you mean, that's well, well, well over what people made in a year, especially yeah. with the gold. I mean, there's this whole bunch, and like, Monterey are like, what the heck? Yeah. We can't pay that. Mm-mm. And so, counteroffer this gentleman, Ashley, with the fr- with his lovely new friend, David Jack, uh. come up with this idea. I was like, okay, well, counteroffer town of Monterey, how about you auction off some of your land to make up the money Ooh. to pay me? Mm-hmm. So, so to pay me for fighting to get your land back. Exactly. Got you. So how about you auction off some of the land that I, that I worked to make sure that you could keep mm-hmm. in order to pay me mm-hmm. so you can keep your land? It, 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 it makes sense. Does that make sense to you? No. no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And funny as it is, uh, the only two or one of the two primary bidders, once Monterey agreed to, okay, we'll auction off some of this land, um, whoever owns this land will now be renters or, you know, yep. in charge of these renters of these farmers who now, you know, auctioning off the land, they don't, they don't have the rights anymore. Uh, the two uh, primary bidders, 
Mr. Ashley and Mr. Oh, Jack. Wow. Crazy. wow. So crazy. Crazy, right? It's like they might have planned this crazy, ahead of time. Crazy, crazy, crazy. crazy. crazy and so, <laughs> and this you. is a term that is, is in history in the books is the Rape of Monterey. Is Ooh. when what these, the, the Rape of Monterey, because they've essentially gotten swindled. These townspeople yeah. have tried so hard to keep their land by the assistance of this nice gentleman, this attorney mm-hmm. man, mm-hmm. and only to then lose it to both this attorney and this gentleman of David Jack. David hmm. fucking Jack. So, and you know what? You know, it's, it's his fees were $1,000. They split the hastily auction um, of this land. And it, it's the size of the land that it was auctioned off is said to be anywhere from 30 thousand acres to sixty thousand acres. Wow. I, I read there was thirty thousand, there's another link that I said up to sixty thousand. So quite a bit of land. A lot of land. Quite a bit of land mm-hmm. and primary primary went to these two gentlemen. Wow. wow. Like I mean I'm, there were some Skeety other bidders. Bastards. Yeah, there were some other bidders, but a, a good chunk went to these two these two men. They and they, they paid one thousand dollars and two cents. Oh. For all these auctioned land, so it's not like you know Monterey Jack. It's not like the Monterey. They didn't, they didn't make out. anything. No, they, they literally, literally just got paid the, for him to take these this land away from them. Yeah. Wow. And what okay, an so this Mr. Jack, now owning large, large quantities of land mm-hmm. um, from farmers, ranchers alike, he's like, hmm, how can I maximize this profit? How can I, how can I increase the amount of money mm-hmm. that I want to make? Oh, one way is going to be upcharging all my farmer's rent. Whoa, so nice. not only I'm going to upcharge all of their rent and I'm going to foreclose on some of these properties and and you know what I'm going to what I'm going to do and I'm going to be even a little more shystier is I'm going to post notices that are within legal limits mm-hmm. of you know you're not making rents pay but I'm going to post it in English. And granted this is California that was just taken over by the US so it's yeah. a lot of these people did not speak English, because right. it was, again, it uh-huh. was a Spanish and Mexican uh-huh. ruled area, mm-hmm. posting these notices of foreclosure. Knowing that they can't read it. Knowing that they can't read it. Knowing that they don't really understand what's going on. Wow. Just, again, it, it, it is called, it is referred to as the Rape of Monterey, and it's yeah. ridiculous. So, as this man, Jack, you don't know Jack, because he's a dirty, dirty man, um, as he's not only upscaling his renter's fees, foreclosing, uh, foreclosing, foreclosing, can't talk. Foreclosing. Words are hard. Words are hard. I, was, I think that should be like a hashtag, words are hard. This is <laughs> our, our motto. Our, our, our podcast here. definitely is not scripted, as you can tell. I have notes in front of me, but I'm not reading them. <laughs> reading? What reading is that? Flying by the seat of Wait, is that in English? Is you can't read it, though, you right? Read it, no. Okay. No. So he's doing all these nasty things, gaining all this money. And not only does is he, like, gaining this land, he's like, okay, well, whatever this land is and whatever these ranchers, these farmers are doing, producing, well, that's mine. Yeah. It's I my know. stuff. It's my stuff because I it's own the land, land that, you're, yep. that you're doing all this. So what's my, what's yours is mine, and what's mine is this product. Mm-hmm. So that doesn't necessarily include cattle, yeah. their ranchers, the rant, the their cattle ranches, mm-hmm. the meat, yeah, the milk that they're producing, the vineyards, and fourteen operating dairies. Dang! So he is literally robbing them. He's robbing them. Blind. And what's being produced in those dairies? Cheese. Cheese. I wouldn't have a clue. this popular white cheese, Casablanca Pass. 
which is is delicious creamy white cheese. They're being distributed, it's marketing in all the towns, you know, markets, everything like that. So Jack's like, well, hey, that's a marketing. I can see, I can see why this cheese is popular. People love it. It's yeah. delicious. It goes with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but how about I start slapping my name on it and marketing it as my cheese? Yeah. And so he realizes this marketability and starts showcasing it and marketing as Monterey's new cheese, his Jack's cheese. Oh, wow. mine, mine, mine. Mine, mine, mine. So he's marketing outside of Monterey, and therefore the name changes from this Casablanca Pass or mm-hmm. this this white delicious cheese into Jack's Cheese, which is then further named as Monterey Jack. Wow. Because, yes. you know, obviously okay. people outside of Monterey say, oh, that Jack Cheese. That wh- Who's Jack's Cheese? Which Jack? Monterey, Monterey Jack. Jack. It wasn't officially named Monterey Jack later years, of much later years, until the FDA, FDA, the Food and Drug Administration of the United States of America, officially named it Monterey Jack, and that wasn't until 1955. Dang. Wow. So it went wow. through a lot of hands, an official name, so it was always Monterey Jack, officially stamp of approval, this is the name, and it's all because this dude. This dude who swindled and kind of bend his own will, his shrewdness, in other means, of this businessman, upscaling dairy processing and stole the idea from these people and their land, is how Monterey Jack became to be. It's wow. very, very that intense. Is intense. You don't know Jack, Jack, and and it's well, so. Well, I don't insane. want to try this Monterey Jack cheese. I know, I know. It's I so good, but it's such a sad, sad yeah. story. So I'm gonna take a take a moment here and say thanks to the Spanish monks, mm-hmm. the Spanish Franciscan monasteries who actually invented it and brought it over yeah. through Spain, Mexico yeah. to California, which then this man named Jack was like, oh. This is mine. It's mine. But thank you, thank you, thank you very much. And the uh, curse of David Jack for stealing it for the lovely cheese that we have now. Curse you and Thanks, your whole no family. Thanks. Curse Jack. you and your whole family. Your I'm going to eat this cheese, but fuck you, Jack. <laughs> eat this Monterey. Cheese, Monterey. I'm going to eat this cheese. I'm going to hate every fucking second. I'm going to hate I, if with every chew. I'm going to be thinking of you oh, with fuck disdain. You, Jack. I'm cursing you. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> the last time we talked about Monterey Jack, I know we went through a few of its pairings because it is Manny's. from. Yeah, taco mayonnaise, seasoning, taco seasoning, white bread, uh, white bread and hamburger bun. And hamburger bun. Same shit. Yeah, forget that. Today, one grain and another. Yeah, today <laughs> I actually kind of went above and beyond as I would think, and I made us some veggie quesadillas. Bougie Kelly. Bougie. Outdone yourself. I don't know about this. We'll, we'll dive in. So what I did today is I took some garden spinach herb tortillas. Which again is not traditional, of course, but it is. It just sounds super delicious. With some Monterey Jack, some Jack Cheddar, not Jack Cheddar, but just you know the Jack Cheddar. And we're not. It, it is comparable to Cheddar, and Monterey <laughs> is apparently pairs well with Cheddar. Yes, but we didn't yes. use any Cheddar today. Just Monterey. Sorry, sorry. Getting straight. Not Monterey to confuse Jack. you with the cheeses. Uh, and we also have what some people would say is cowboy caviar, mm. cow- cowboy salsa, mm. but all the delicious pairings, the best top choices in which uh, Monterey pairs well with. So we have some black beans, some corns, uh, I have some jalapeno, some cilantro, mm. and a few little seasonings here and there. And this is what we're going to be trying out. So see if it all pairs well together. Let's uh, let's take a bite here. See what this Jack's all about. I saw what this Jack's all about. See it in action, not just in its action. Jack in action. Did you take a picture? I did not. Shame on you. Ah, Well, it's okay. It's already in my mouth. (laughs) 
They're nice. Mm. Mostly, I mean, it's just mm. cheese and veggies, but I think it's paired well. Excellent. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get the crunch. We got some uh, secret sauce, some uh, boom boom sauce, as some would say. Spicy, zesty sauce. I also have some sriracha if you're interested in that as well. I do like this a bit of a spice. I put that on everything. We got a jalapeno in here, but you know, but it's um, it's good. That's a Tech Nine song, Kelly. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Kelly, the one that doesn't know music. Ask me what my favorite band is as Paramore, of course, but ask me to recite a whole song in its fullest. I'm terrible. I'm not a memorizer. I'm terrible. I will admit that right now. My shit is not scripted. And so I got the notes in front of me, but do I read them in order? Apparently not, because I still trip over my words. But this is me. Words are hard. Words are hard. Kelly and I went out of town uh, a couple months ago. And the bar we went to after the sh- the show, their bartender was playing Tech Nine songs or Ritz. I was getting so excited. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is a Tech Nine song. Oh my gosh, this is a Ritz song. I was like singing to her, and she's like, Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is so cool. Yeah, I'm. Um... And then when Tech Nine came to town, I was like, Kelly, Tech Nine is here. And she's like, oh, Okay. Wow. Good for is that you. Like a calculator. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I love music, don't get me wrong, but I'm really not a, a music person where I'm like, oh my god, this is this, and it was made out in this, this mm-hmm. time, and I'm like, I really, I just really like it. I'm just, I'm just kind of like that go with the flow, like, oh, this mm. is a really jamming song. Yeah. I will probably forget about it in the next 10 minutes, but <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it while it lasts. So, Roger, you got okay. a really good beat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As, as. That so bass drop. Yeah. Ooh. This quesadilla has a good beat. And so. Okay. The Monterey Jack, uh, as previously might have mentioned before, it does have a, I wouldn't say high melting content, but because of its kind of texture and consistency, it is a well easily meltable cheese, which makes it really great for, again, um, Mexican cuisine, Spanish cuisine, where you would have like the, the melty cheese and all the, the enchiladas, the tacos, the all the goody, goody, deliciousness that is all-encompassing like I know I'm not I'm not even hitting the top of the iceberg with Mexican cuisine <laughs> I can't I'm just not doing it justice but I'm here for it same here for it here for every second yeah and so now that we got this delicious snack in our in our bellies crunch along, about Jack we know a little bit about Jack the yeah. Jack the, we got two like, histories in one episode I love like it. two really deep Wow, look at you guys. I know, I know. Bringing it at you like your 7th grade history teacher here, bitch. hey oh, social studies with a twist. You I, know, if you I guys were my teachers, I would have I would actually studied. Yeah, I think if they, if social studies would have been like, oh, and this is what the food is, what we ate, is what they ate in this era, I think I would have paid more attention. Probably, 100%. Yeah. Personally. I would have been an Definitely would have kept my attention more. So. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was really into French class because my French teacher... Brought in a lot of French food. Oh, mm-hmm. so I was really into that. That was like, okay, cool. My French what is made this? Like homemade crepes one time, and I was mm. like, girl. Oh, the I think the I'm croissants. in love. I think I'm the in cheeses. I wasn't really into like the sparkling water, but you know, that's just me. Mm. I, don't want, I don't want my fizzy water, but the Lacroix. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But mm. all right, very good. Yeah, I'm settled. Thank you. I'm so interested, Danielle. Yeah, please, excellent. please take it away. I will. Let me tell. Tell me more. Tell me more, tell me more. Padre Hotel, let's do it. (laughs) 
All right, so now that we are back from our little cheese repe- reprieve, mm. reprieve, we're gonna jump back in. Quesadilla deal. Yes, those quesadillas were delicious. Mm-hmm. Delicious. So chupanama. Yes, especially with the cow- cowboy caviar. Mm. Yeah, cowboy mm-hmm. caviar. Mm-hmm. So lent. So I left you guys off with um, Padre Hotel history. So Mm -hmm. with the booming oil industry, a high-class hotel was definitely needed in Bakersfield, their busy downtown area. Um, Basically for the business people and other travelers who wanted more of like an upper-scale hotel. Okay. And Bakersfield was the destination for California's oil rush, which we talked about earlier. Yes, gold rush, oil rush, everything rushing. It's tying all together. Oh, why are you rushing? (laughs) So the Padre was constructed constructed in 1927, and it was designed by John N. Coopery, who was known for doing these types of like Spanish colonial revival type structures. Mm-hmm. And these were often described as being like auspicious and flamboyant. Okay, I fancy, love that word, fancy. auspicious. Auspicious, yeah, it is. It's very eccentric. Yes. Sounds like a song that would be in a Fergie song. Auspicious, auspicious and delicious. delicious. Yes. He's my witness. Oh, Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Sorry. It's all good. I I like our little singing breaks. Yeah. I like that. It, it, Didn't know you could get karaoke and cheese facts and, and murder podcast. And some spooky facts. We wear wow. a lot of hats here. Yeah, we do. Yes. So it took six hundred and fifty thousand dollars to build, which is roughly ten million dollars today with inflation. Wow. So huge construction process project. Damn. The it's ad- like a Vegas hotel. It, it's I don't huge. Know. Yeah. To me, that would like, that that would be as much as a Vegas it's hotel. A lot of freaking money. Yes. Ten million today. You. Holy shit! If I had only. So the ads for the hotel emphasized a bath for each of the one hundred ninety six rooms. So back then. Y'all needed a bath, and they were like, "You guys gonna have a bath in every room. You're not gonna Damn. be sharing bathhouses. You're gonna have a bath in your room." Yeah, that's, that's awesome. class. So this became a hot spot when it opened in 1928, and it was known for having lavish parties, drinks, music, high-profile guests. Actually, very recently, First Lady Jill Biden stayed oh. at the Padre when she visited Bakersfield. Wow. Okay. So okay. it's still it's still historically and. Uh, what's the word? Historically relevant and famous relevancy? Yeah. I don't know what the word is, but Very it's still popping. It's still popping. Okay. It's eight stories high. It's got seven floors that are open to like guests and stuff, and it's got like a basement. Mm-hmm. But it's a very tall building. Very okay. big. Okay. The Padre had a lot of prosperities in the 20s due to this oil boom. It made it through the Depression. World War II actually brought more business into Bakersfield because of the oil companies. Right. So it... It was doing really well. Right. Rushing it. Yep. In 1954, the Padre got a new owner when Milton Spartacus Miller purchased it. Okay. A fire had broken out on the seventh floor of the hotel. It killed a family mm-hmm. that had kids. A fire. Um, yeah. A fire. I see. A fire. Milton knew that the hotel sprinkler system needed updates, but he refused. Cheap ass. He claimed that the hotel was, quote, fireproof. The hotel cannot burn. It's absolutely safe. Hmm. Also, during the 1952 earthquake that we had talked about earlier Mm -hmm. that damaged the city, Mm -hmm. it actually caused damage to the hotel that trapped people in the basement and killed them. Oh! Yes. 
The city of Bakersfield disagreed with uh, Milton's statement that it was fireproof, mm -hmm. and they condemned the Padre Hotel's third through seventh floors in 1966. What? This started a decades-long legal battle between Milton and the city of Bakersfield that pretty much went on until he died. This Whoa. dude was relentless. He's like, no, this is not a safe building. Yeah. Don't go here. Yeah. Don't. And Milton was like, psych, come on. You yeah, know? what are you talking about? Milton was described as a real character with a disdain for authority. Oh. Did not like authority, didn't Don't like Don't be telling me what to do now. He spent 45 years fighting the city of Bakersfield. Must be California men. Yeah. They are douchebags. Damn. Um, he, like I said, he spent 45 years fighting with the city, mainly over the refusal to update the fire prevention systems to save lives. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So in retaliation to the city closing the third through the seventh floors, Milton aimed a fake cannon at City Hall on top of the <laughs> hotel. Wait, what? He put a fake cannon or a fake missile, I heard it in different places, on top of the hotel and aimed it at City Hall. Oh my gosh. He also would put up signs on the side of the hotel, like on like the outer stairwells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Facing City Hall, one of them read like Alamo, one read Tombstone. Um, Just really throwing the uh, everybody yeah. for a loop. Basically, they were accusing the city of letting down the business community. And he turned the Padre into like the biggest billboard the city has ever seen, oh, essentially. Oh, okay, okay. Because he was so pissed off that the city closed its floors because he refused to save lives with right, fire right, prevention right. systems. Yeah. So like I said, in 1966, the city won and closed over half the hotel um and the legal battle obviously depleted funds that the hotel needed right. for basic upkeep renovations right. all that kind of stuff how can you plan on fixing it if you're refusing funds but then at the same time the guy who's running it's like it doesn't need fixed it's, it's fine it's perfect, it's perfect. yeah so, hold on did they have they had fire systems on the, like eighth through above floors but just not like, I think the fire prevention systems, they just needed a lot of upgrades. Like, they okay. were probably from when the building was built. Right. If they had fire prevention systems back then. I mean, it was the 1900s, so maybe. Right, okay. So they desperately okay. needed upgrades. There was that fire on the seventh floor yes. that obviously probably could have been prevented, maybe, if the systems were updated. I'm not sure. Okay. I'm okay. not 100% sure, but he knew when he bought it that it needed updates. Okay. And mm -hmm. he did not want to do that. Yeah. Well cheapo yes right so income for the hotel was uh severely depleted and it actually fell into despair and squatters were known to stay in the condemned portions of the hotel right, wow nobody's yes. keeping up yep. uh, yeah squatters nobody's staying up squatters there. be squatting exactly milton continued to fight the city of bakersfield over various issues and he even ran for congress in 1970 he was described as being the spokesman for the downtrodden and he's quoted okay. as saying, there's not enough dissent because people fear the government. Mm. He did not win the election, mm -hmm. by the way, okay, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, he was also known for welcoming anyone from any background to the hotel, um, which is a stark contrast from when the hotel opened. Right. They were intended, they it's intended turned, the guests to be like upscale. higher class travelers. Right. It's mm -hmm. kind of turned like upscale to kind of Cecily. Like, yeah. Honestly, it's, it's, like, it just, it's like turned into like a Motel 6 kind of thing, yeah. you know? I'll hey, just take anybody the light on. They leave that light on. They leave oh, the right. light on. Yeah, they probably should turn it off. But <laughs> they should probably turn it off. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So during the seventies, eighties, nineties, hotel became more of like a boarding house because oh, okay. it started to attract like lower income people that didn't mind living in the compromised buildings. Right. And right. they so became like, well, like long term renters, essentially. Right. Yep. Um there was several deaths during this time, like a woman jumped off the roof and committed suicide. 
a man killed himself in a bathtub, and a love triangle, like, ended with a murder. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, you think about it, like, you know, this, not to say anything about accepting any sort of patron, but, Mm -hmm. like, when you start to think about a hotel that turns into a residence for a long-time yeah. renters and you think maybe a long-time renters like what exactly are they paying yeah exactly and they're paying for what they're getting they're paying for what they're getting maybe probably because it, this place has been condemned so to speak yeah that the rates of course are no longer going to be you know the higher end right. rates because he's okay well any sort of income any sort of no payment, income. yeah, and so mm-hmm. you, you think, like, you know, you reduce your rates, and then, of course, it's more affordable Drawing for... Drawing more people, more yeah, affordable for more people. For a certain type of person, certain type of people. I don't care what people. you're doing in here, as long as you're paying me. Exactly, and, right. exactly, and yeah. so to think, like, you get more people, again, and, and I, you know, nothing against it, but, like, if you can afford it, great, but then you get, you know, those people who are at that lower paying rate, um, oh, you know, maybe they're not working, maybe... Mm-hmm. You know, they're in a state where they're not stable mentally, yeah. perhaps, if they're staying in a long-term Especially term during that time staying. in California. I mean, we even mm-hmm. talked about your case. That's right. was a different time, a way it's different time. Different time. Drugs Crime, drugs, easy. alcohol. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Different time. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that's understandable. Yeah. Like, that, that, was, yeah. that is a thing. That's a thing yeah. now, and it still <laughs> was a thing then. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh... Maybe a little bit more classier nowadays. Maybe not, though. I don't know. <laughs> oh, God. So, like I said, Milton literally, like, fought until his last dying breath with the city. Mm. On April 26, 1999, he married Laura Gordon Miller from his hospital bed. Oh. And then on June 9th, 1999, Mil- Milton Spartacus Miller passed away. So okay. it was, like, a month and a half after he married this woman. Oh. Awesome. So, yes. And she knew that he was dying. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they like dated That's a sugar for a while. Baby. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the extent. The like, age difference in this really right. Yeah. I, I need to look up Miss Laura Gordon Miller. Look it up. So his widow Laura tried to then sell the hotel shortly after he died, okay. but was blocked by a lawsuit that was brought on by Milton's two nephews in two thousand, who claimed that they had ownership of the Padre because they had like bought into the hotel years before Milton had died. Like okay. they had bought okay. into it or pay, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, I have some ownership yep. so you can't just sell it. Can't just sell it. So oh the legal God. battle it ended on April twenty seventh, two thousand one. Both the parties settled outside of court. So there's not really a lot of information on that. But they the struck hotel, a deal themselves. Yep. But outside of court. Then it was put onto the market and purchased for a million dollars on April sixteenth, two thousand two by Pacifica Enterprises. Okay. They plan to convert the Padre into condos. Wow. Okay. A couple different reasons. Beautiful location. Right. Location was everything. A good building. And there's endless possibilities in Bakersfield right. in the early 2000s. Yep. So, right, right. Let's flip this bitch yep. and yeah. revamp it. Sounds yep. like a plan. However, the new owners kind of followed in Milton's footsteps. Oh, no. Um, and they were hit by a civil lawsuit almost immediately. Because they had repeated citations for breaking the asbestos laws, which then put their workers at risk. Hey, that'll do it. Yep. So this slowed development majorly on all the renovations needed. And in June 2005, the lawsuit was settled for $460,000. Jeez Louise. In turn, on February 16, 2006, the city finally approved the converting of the Padre to the condo. So once okay. the civil lawsuit was settled and they fixed the asbestos, they were like, all right, cool, you can they go ahead and turn this into together. condos. Essentially. So this so Nothing. this was in two thousand six when they approved it. 
and the wow. hotel was bought in 2002 by Pacific. Okay. So this was a four-year battle, essentially. Dang. Wow. However, after this four-year legal battle, Pacifica Enterprises decided to go ahead and put the hotel back up on the market. <laughs> they were like, yeah, fuck okay. this, we're good. Yeah, Done. bye. Done. This, this place is yeah. enough. So it, didn't, it doesn't get turned into condos. Jeez. In 2008, it's purchased by its current owners. It's called Eat, Drink, Sleep. Um, it was purchased for $4 million. The company that purchased it owns five other boutique hotels around the West, and they plan to do the same with Padre. They spent $18 million in partnership oh. with the city of Bakersfield on renovations. The okay. city wanted the Padre to be the economic anchor of downtown Bakersfield, essentially. Um, and they wanted to draw in people who would support local businesses out as it once did and probably attract more higher end okay. people, you know, kind of let's gear away from the lower income, from the squatters, right. from this, that. Mm -hmm. So after this huge renovation, the historic Padre Hotel was reestablished as a high class hotel. Again. Yep. They did leave <laughs> several of the historical and the original features. Right. And like I said, they reopened in 2010. Today, the Padre offers 112 rooms and suites like we talked about, and it's described as a modern Western boutique. So a boutique with modern furniture, essentially. Mm -hmm. Again, nothing listed on the website about the paranormal. Um, this is just nothing. like Nothing, oh, there's yeah. literally nothing listed. So the information we'll talk about next on the actual paranormal activity yes, I'm, I'm, I got from. So it's changed hands, has yes. been home to high class members and then lower. Mm -hmm. Nothing all over the board. Whatever makes it, and obviously there has been incidents where you said a woman jumped off. Some suicide some deaths, suicide, some murders. Some, some love triangles uh -huh. gone wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm sure a couple of overdoses. And I mean, like, in a hotel, like, you whether it's know. rice, you mean, it's high class or not high class, I mean, you get all, you get all you get sorts everything. of visitors. And you get like, everything. You don't even imagine, like, how, how many deaths or almost deaths Mm -hmm. happen on a day-to-day, -day, just like in any random, right. no idea. normal hotel. No like, idea. you don't know. Because drugs you don't discriminate either. And drugs don't discriminate. No. Um, addiction doesn't discriminate. No. And it's just kind of crazy when you think of, like, I mean, I love going to hotels. I love, I love going on trips. I don't mind mm -hmm. going to hotels. Mm -hmm. I try not to think of, like, okay, who's has slept in this who's bed? Who slept in this bed? Who has, you know, showered in the shower? I bring my own pillow and blanket on trips because mm -hmm. I... It's probably really sleeping. smart, though. Yeah. It's smart. See, I'm, I'm just kind of like, oh, whatever happens, happens. That's just personally. I, I have friends. I have loved ones who will, like, rip, op mm -hmm. like, rip open the, you know, the sheets and, like, check, like, bed bugs, which is yep. really smart. Yep. Other people who bring, like, you know, you see the blue light or the, you know, whatever, the yep. UV light and and just check in you're on, like, like... You guys are smart. You're super I smart. I really don't <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't sleep that. at night if I did that. Out of mine, out of... Out of out of mind. I don't know. I don't know. Out of sight, out of mind. Out of sight, mm -hmm. out of mind. Mm -hmm. If I don't look for it, I won't see it. But that's just me, and I understand that. I know other people that just mm -hmm. like that they can't they can't yeah. handle staying at hotels because of that fear, because mm -hmm. of those yeah. facts, because yeah, it's a place that is routinely the used. unknown. The unknown is, is it is it like ignorance is bliss also, I hope so. or is it not? I Maybe. don't know. We'll see. A little bit of both. I think so. Both okay, so tell us about I this. I think it's a what? slight balance. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna find some stuff out about this place. So yes. there's gonna be no ignorance. Yes. <laughs> so here. in order to figure out what is going on at the Padre, I really just had to read like articles and blogs from people who had visited the website right, or the right. hotel. Okay. Because the website there. doesn't talk about it. Like right. this is really right. just 
They're not real publicizing. life experiences. No. Yeah. Nobody wants, just nobody so wants weird to advertise. To but again, it's a sophisticated boutique hotel. They yeah, don't want to be known as a haunted hotel, but they yeah. are a haunted hotel. It okay. might it might attract um Yeah. Undesirable. It might attract some cheap, oh. cheap, uh, creepy cheap people. thrills, cheesy, yeah, sharp, sharp kills, kills, cheesy thrills, kind of people. That's my type of hotel. That is what I'm all about. That's what I'm for. <laughs> so most of these stories that I read, they talk about how their experiences with these so so-called ghosts mm-hmm. are mostly friendly, harmless. Maybe there's a little trickery that causes mm-hmm. like trickery, some uncomfortable there's trickery. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're scared. Whatever. Scandalous. Nothing major. Nothing huge. Okay. These ghosts may be of those that died in the 1950s fire that we had talked about. Okay. Mm-hmm. They could be um, like the family that had was killed on the seventh floor. They could be those that were trapped and killed in the basement during the earthquake. Oh my god, um, there's so many possibilities. Could be of suicide victims, murder victims, anything. Yeah. You know? So like I had mentioned, Milton we- welcomed anybody and everyone, and mm-hmm. it's speculated that he actually had connections yeah. to organized crime. Like you the can mafia. pay, you can stay. Yep. The mafia once frequented the Padre, and the hotel actually had a speakeasy during Prohibition, Ooh, as most high-class hotels did during yeah. that time. Yeah, love those. The mafia, to me, is dangerous, violent... Oftentimes has a lot of different kind of victims, you know. Um, also, a lot of shady characters and squatters who took up residence in the abandoned upper floors. How many were robbed, murdered, who died of an accidental overdose? Mm-hmm. The endless, you know, the options here. Yes. Endless. So guests and staff often report seeing shadowy figures roaming the eight-story uh, hotel. They say that the seventh floor is a hotbed for unexplained activity. Hotbed. This is where guests most often say they saw or were pushed by spirits. Ooh, pushed! What oh did due to the fire that broke out up here and killed that oh, family? Oh, yeah, like yep. rushing yep. out. Yep. Yep. That Trampled would, to death. That would, uh, during, do uh, during the renovations in 2008, um, crews had reported tools missing from their mm-hmm. work site. And it's speculated that this is caused by the spirit of Milton, oh. who is not pleased with the renovations because he... You know, yeah, the, fire, like, the building is safe. You don't need to fix them when I made it. It was yeah. fine as mm-hmm. is. Did don't he, listen to this city. It was yeah. fine. Remind me, did he die in the hotel? I don't. He didn't die in the hotel, I don't okay. think. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. No, he died fighting the city, though. But no, he did not die okay. in the hotel. Okay, mm, okay. I don't think he lived there. Um, staff members will walk into rooms and they'll find things moved or placed somewhere that it was not there before. Mm-hmm. Items in the kitchen will move from place to place without being touched. People will say, quote, you'll feel a tug on your shirt. The music will turn up loudly and then turn back down. Little things are moved around that you know weren't there when you walked into that room, quote. The hotel gen- uh, manager, Jennifer Johnson, she had an experience that literally terrified her to death. And she said this is the most scary experience she's ever had. Right. She opened up a, like a closet supply door in a hallway mm-hmm. up on, the, she was on like the seventh or eighth floor. She was on one of the top floors. Okay. So she opens this closet door and she gets an immediate overwhelming sense of cold. And then mm. an immediate sense of adrenaline. Oh, wow. Like simultaneously. Mm. So she gets really cold and then mm. she gets immediately, like, immediately that fight, on edge. fight or flight. She oh, says the hairs terrible. are standing on her arms like she something's not feeling right. And then all of a sudden the door slams shut right in front of her. And this is just a little supply closet. She just opened it. Like right. there's no yeah. Mm-hmm. So she runs down eight flights of stairs and she's terrified. She's like, I'm good. I'm not going back up there. Right. 
On the third, seventh, and eighth floors, the spirits are known to mess with the lights a lot. They'll make the lights flicker. It'll turn your room lights off Ugh. while you're in there. Oh, my God, no. In room 207, a female guest heard rustling behind her upon entering the room that followed her everywhere she went in the room. Ugh, gross. For the entire time she was there. Oh, my God. She said when she went to bed, she saw a sinister-looking face looking down at her from the roof. Nope. It smiled crookedly. With pitch black eyes. I'm good. I'm gonna head out. I'll just, um, I'll just sleep in my can car. I please honestly. have my money back. Can I go? No, I'm no good. refunds. You can't prove it. I'm like thinking like prove it. Ugh, oh so creepy. That is so. It like makes me think of like you know when you, in like scary movies that you walk by a painting and the eyes move. Yes. Yes. That yes. Is, that's what. To I, this day, will mess me up more than most me. things ever. If I, it's it just like seriously, just gonna. You never know. Mm-mm. Sometimes you think mo- pictures are moving. Yes. You look at them for too long, you're They're like, so what creepy. drugs are you I don't on? like it when Danielle. pictures, like when the eyes follow you in certain pictures. Yes. It, it, that's following. what I mean, the eyes. I walked by uh-huh. Uh-huh. A, a cardboard it's cutout crazy. yesterday at the grocery store, and this guy was just staring at me the entire time I walked by. Stop it. it was like, they probably no, have like please new no. designs to And I'm like, yeah. keep going. Push my cart further. Like, oh my God, no, no, no. Wait. So you're talking about the rustling noises when she walks into the hotel room. Yeah. Have you seen the the, like viral video of the guy who follows people around like in the fucking bush grocery costume? store yes or something where he like plays uh his trombone or oh, something no no, no. okay the, yeah this dude guy that up as a tree and then like sneaks up behind people and he's like <gasps> okay oh God, so so this guy was like punched in the face yeah. dude. <laughs> easily dude was in like a walmart and he was like hiding behind something and when someone would walk down an aisle he'd like do 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 and then and then him and his buddies hid in a van and set up speakers near this park and anytime these people would walk down the stairs they'd make little like yes it is fun that is hilarious and that's that's what i can imagine but i know i know that that's not what what that lady felt She didn't hear like a boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It was like, like a. Yes. Oh, I can't even imagine. <laughs> Rustling. Yeah. Because that could creepy. be, that could be like. Yeah, I know. Or it could be. Yeah, exactly. It some, could be. some mice in the room. like hear it moving Stop on the carpet. Stop it. Just. She. She's sitting there with empty glasses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to get. What's rustling? It's a, is it. Oh, yeah. Or, or something sliding, like. Oh, Ugh, that'd be yeah, I'm done. Uh, I'll be in the car. Okay. Danielle, you can finish. All right, episode. let's get off of this rustling story here. Um, the spirit of a suicidal cowboy is also said to be residing in the hotel. Cowboy. One man said that he awoke to the sound of spurs being dragged across the floor. So, like, uh, what's on the back of the the, yes. the shoes or whatever? I really boots. just want to make noises for all these. To come. Yeah. When he opened his eyes, Kelly's on the driver. He's bored. Just, just. <laughs> I don't know. I really want to. Andy, we need your cowboy boots. And she's like, I have cowboy boots right here. I don't Stop it. Do have spurs on them? No, I don't spurs. Damn, you're like, a real cowboy then. Just kind of like. I, I hope that. you guys can I see hope you can't. Right I hope that the phone doesn't catch anything. Or like, or like okay, this is just, this is just my chair. There you go. Except imagine there's spurs on there. (laughs) (laughs) Add add some metal sound. Wait, okay. (laughs) My boots. Or like, or just okay. Or thinking about like, just imagine you're in a room by yourself. Okay, you're 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 washing your face. You're sleeping. You're yeah. You're sleeping, and then all of a sudden, you can hear that. I'm moving my fan over here. 
<laughs> she's no longer in the video in the, in the episode. She's gone. I'm just making all the sounds that you could probably she's that would possibly scare you. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I would already have that job. Are you scared? Are you scared yet? Look at that. Oh, this is my celery across my, my cork board. Nothing. I can't hear that at all. You can't hear that Isn't that supposed to be like the sound of like bones breaking? You're like, ooh, snap. My ankle. My ankle. Okay, sorry. Okay, so this suicidal cowboy, right? So when this guest opens his eyes after hearing the spurs being dragged, he sees a translucent cowboy leaning over him. And stroking his face. Howdy, partner. Oh, I like howdy. <gasps> the cowboy then jumped out of the window. What? But when the guest looked out the window, there's no body down there. Right. Creepy as fuck. Oh, my God. In I 2012, the Long Island medium Teresa Caputo. Yes. Y'all know her. Yes. She stayed at the Padre and she report- reportedly met a little girl. She said, I was visited by this little girl who apparently died in this hotel. Mm. Teresa mentioned a handprint left in the hotel by this little ghost girl. The manager actually confirmed the handprint. It's located on a pillar in the lobby, and I say located because it is there today, to this day. It's located on a pillar in the lobby, and it will not go away. Even after being cleaned and painted over dozens of times, it reappears. You can see pictures of it if you Google it. You can see pictures of it. Um, this little girl Quick is... cleaning lady. Yeah. yeah. They oh, are. Yeah. Even the construction crews, it's That little said, girl had a greasy-ass hand. The manager was like... <laughs> the manager was like, yeah, we've just given up trying to get rid of it at this point. Like, it's literally useless for us to do anything. Right. It just keeps coming back. So... Just given up. It's just there. So, oh um... The little girl, she is known as the most active spirit. She's mm-hmm. dressed in the garb of the 1920s. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. She's heard giggling in the hallway. Oh, gross. <gasps> Wanna play? In yeah. 2007, a ghost hunting team called Amped was brought in. I think they were brought in by the hotel because the hotel's guests were getting scared. You naturally. So they yeah, bring in this ghost hunting there, team. Um, they did find hard, hard evidence of paranormal activity, especially around toys with attachment buzzers. Gross. They saw young spirits on sensor screens playing with these toys. <gasps> My gosh. And that's what I have for you. Unfortunately, that is all that I have about the Padre I... Hotel. But I that's think... a lot of history, though. You think like a, that... that I think that it's haunted stabli- for sure. That establishment yeah, has be. been there for... Almost 100 years at this point, 1927 yeah, like what, is when it what was constructed. Building, you, I don't know. I don't know if you believe in ghosts or not, whatever. But, like, you think about, like, a building, especially one that homed, housed, was frequently visited or stayed in Millions by of people so have been many in and people. Yeah. And, again, you think about a hotel, like, you know, again, addiction does not discriminate. Mm-mm. Death in crime does not discriminate. And to know the history, now that we know that that, there's so much that happened in that for that hotel in that hotel throughout the many years not only like you know the fire but like just everything from its upscale residence to their long term maybe lower class mm-hmm. residence you know mm-hmm. that's that's believable that's totally believable it maybe it's it's funny that you had mentioned it was what was something about the lodge you had mentioned about the Stanley oh, Hotel? Oh, inside the it's very reminiscent of the very, lodge of yeah, the Shining. Mm-hmm. The very reminiscent of the lodge of the Shining, mm-hmm. which I don't know if anybody you, but Shining is like one of my very, Love very it. favorite books. Love it to death. And yeah. I actually went to this and been to the Stanley Hotel, Did which. You? 
inspired Stephen King yeah. to write the book The Shining. It mm -hmm. is the hotel that he stayed in where he was inspired to Amazing. write the book. They actually have a haunted tour because it's also known because the yes. Stanley Hotel is such a long-standing establishment hotel mm -hmm. that there are frequent instance, instances mm -hmm. that not only that they've lost and they have trouble sometimes keeping staff because of this region. Oh, I'm sure. Is also, you know, uh, guests who stay there also report, report instances. Stuff Personally, during my stay, I did not experience anything which is okay with me but we <laughs> we went on this it, they have a haunted tour because they do they do upscale or they do they promote sell. it they, they promote it and because again is. that is you know one of the things that gets people to go there not only is because it's in a beautiful beautiful area in colorado it's amazing mm -hmm. but they go they take you through all of the old because stanley itself is one building and then they have like many buildings outside of it so yeah. stanley itself is the oldest building and they have like a huge parlor a huge like billiard room mm -hmm. that doesn't really see that much like wear and traffic it's mostly just for their tours yeah but i mean they do use it for like events weddings yeah etc and they also have like a theater or atrium where yeah. they have special events yeah. which is supposed to have a lot of uh activity as well and they actually take you down to like some of the servant uh quarters not quarters but like the basement where yep. servants would go down to cut across and yeah. come back up and in yep. this basement it's nothing but That's stone it's stone and dirt mm. and i was really i mean i'm not a really big fan of the dark again i, I there's a reason why i do the cheese facts is because uh <laughs> the spooky facts she sticks with the cheese i stick with the cheese because i do i do get spooked easily yeah. i will definitely did, admit did we it. learn that from the your drive home the other day. Oh yeah. Leaving. <laughs> I know now that I'm here seeing what you were talking about, I'm like, oh, I would have been creeped the fuck out. I would have left and gone somewhere. <laughs> it's creepy. It, I would have waited. Yeah, leaving. I don't know if we talked about it. Yeah, leaving our, one of our last recordings, I listened to audiobooks, and so I was listening to my audiobook. It's like 9.30 or whatever. It was late at night. Dark. Dark. Darker. And yeah. I was just finishing up my audiobook, The Shadow House. If you haven't listened to it on Audible, check it out. Super spooky. Shameless it's, plug right here. Plug right there. I mean, you don't have to. There's no... We, we don't have sponsors. This We're not getting paid for this. Yet. It's just wait. a book that I listened to, and I thought it was really good. And I was listening <laughs> to it. It got to a really spooky spark. Spooky spark. Spooky part. And... Living out where I live, there's cornfields. Driving home, and I'm like, oh no, I'm going to have to get out of my house. Get out of your car. Get out of my car. Mm -hmm. It's pitch black out here. There's nothing but cornfields, and I have like the earliest feeling that somebody's just gonna walk out from the cornfield. <laughs> this spooky lady with long gray hair yeah, and like a right nightgown, there. right there. Like when you pull oh. out like that little, that little. Oh yeah, right there. You have to leave here before it's dark, please. Okay? Yeah. Oh no, we're it staying until spooky. it's dark. Yeah, you're gonna go get my tent then. Yeah, <laughs> stay outside in the corn. And it's just creepy. I get spooked. And so when <laughs> we were at the Stanley, the we were downstairs in that stone basement. They turn off all the lights. Oh no! Uh, you stand there in the dark for a second, and this is after you've gone through the tour. After they've said, after oh, they've built up all they of built this up here. Up. And luckily, again, I don't say luckily, but like I mean, I'm saying luckily you didn't feel any sort of presence. Or yeah. anything like Just that. Just so everyone knows, I, Kelly pissed herself. I was She's like, I'm she was done. Depends I was day. really worried about it. <laughs> from that day forward. Yeah, I know. I think, I think it has also something to do with like big groups of people going through tours. Yeah. So obviously, you're not going to experience the same thing. Whereas right. Whether you're down there, like, because they've had, um, you know, like I said, uh, staff 
uh, summer staff, seasonal staff will quit, like, work, like, a week. And they're like, okay, nope. They're like, this yeah. is not for me. And it's usually the people who are working late at night, the night shift, who have to stay up, yeah, obviously, and man the front During desk. the witching hours. With the witchy, witchy hours, the spooky hours, and they basically, you know what, nope, this has happened too many times, I'm done. Yep. You know, no, hearing no, no. door slam, being locked into rooms, right. being hearing things being dragged across the floor and not seeing. There's nothing. There's nothing to what, be dragged. What noises? This was is, it? Was it the spurs being dragged? Uh, across the floor, all the things. Like that's the worst thing. Yeah, just the. Just the, the <laughs> I don't know. There's what's the, there is another criminal job like the people yes. in Hollywood. I want their job. The people that make the noises for there's the movies. There's this lady I follow on TikTok that does it, and she like yes. does like the the steps like in heels. Yes, yes. It's so funny. It's She's like, like walking phono, on sand. It's like phonography yeah. or something yes. like that. I don't know, but yeah, they're making the click clocking noises of a woman walking down a hallway yeah. in her heels. Like that's not the actual recording of no. her walking heels. No, somebody in a little tiny Somebody's studio being paid to make that noise. Yeah. Exactly. Just I think it's so interesting. While you get up and go work your minimum wage nine to five, you know. Damn. 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 But we digress. It digress. That was, maybe that was maybe a spicy hit. Are you okay? Yeah. Maybe someday <laughs> the Padre Hotel will talk more about its hauntings. Maybe, maybe. In, in another hundred years. But maybe maybe they'll get now, on track and, and realize that like hey if we like advertise this we get a little bit more foot traffic. Yeah. yeah there we go. Yeah. Who knows? Uh-huh. Who knows? Padre, let us know. Maybe you can hook us up with a free <laughs> night. <laughs> <laughs> we'll stay in one room. We don't have to. Stay hey, one. my maiden name is Baker. So Bakersfield will... Thomas. We could yeah, be long lost. See, there I will we go. definitely scoop, spoon up with the three of you in a full size bed just to save some money. Don't fine. fucking threaten me with a good time. <laughs> okay. Snuggles. Snuggles. All right. Till the next time. Until we, we meet again. Again. Thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Safe rest, cheese bags. Yeah.